0: Hi it's Nikki here from Energy and Emotion and Connecting Conversations. I created Connecting Conversations because I find that there's so many inspiring people out there um, and for them to really be able to share their voice out to the world and tonight I have something very special with me which is Sarah Centrella who has been um, on my journey and has got me where I am now because of her future boards and her book which I have here with me. I'm going to bring her on, and she's going to be able to introduce her story to you. She's just coming on now.
1: Hi, lady, how are you? Hi,
0: Sarah. I've Um, just introduced you.
1: Okay, hold on just a second. Let me see why it's not showing video.
0: Here we go. Yes. It oh, it's been so long since I've seen you.
1: I know, I know. we I feel like we've been uh, we've caught up, but we haven't seen face to face.
0: No, no, I'm no, be be last, last week out. on the podcast I obviously heard you, but oh, so yeah,
1: good. Nice to see you. Nice you again.
0: I'm I'm just so, so happy to have this moment, you know, to to for you to share your story for us to chat and just to see, you know, where you're at now because it's just gone crazy.
1: It's been a long time, huh, girl? <laughs> it's been a long time. I feel like I was thinking about it the other day. So I know you and I were doing sessions before I was writing Hustle Believe Receive, I think, which started. I started doing that in 2015, so probably 2014. And so like, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and I know,
0: I mean, I, I found you all that way back. I mean, goodness, it was just at the end of my divorce. So that was like 2008. Yeah, like um, the secret law of attraction, and then vision
1: boards. I'll live with you, future boards. And it's just think, oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. That's literally like what eleven years, twelve years. Oh my god, it's been a long time. Well, I've I've been um, just so proud of you, watching you continue to go after your dream. And I mean, these are things that you set intentions for six years ago when we were talking. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, People don't realize that if you just stick it out <laughs> and Actually. keep going and, and keep acting on ideas, you know, because that that's how we grow and that's how we change is like when that quote unquote random idea you have when you're out on a walk or doing laundry or whatever, like that can be the thing that opens the door when you yeah. know you've been, oh.
0: Totally. And, you know, it's always a thing of, of letting go, you know, you set the outcome but you also let it come in in the way that it's meant to come for you. And it's like, just yeah. not resisting, you know, I only want this. And I mean, my goodness, the retreats, which I was, you know, that was my big thing. Yeah. I never in a million years thought I'd be doing retreats, coaching English. Yeah. 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 Everything I do with my art and the creativity and I'm thinking, wow. You know, I just know I had the idea and the feeling and then you just let
1: it come. But that, and that's the crazy part is because a lot of people are not open. They're like, I I set the intention that I want to do retreats just based on this, you know, like maybe I just wanted to do energy retreats or I just wanted to do Reiki retreats or whatever. And so then they just block out every other opportunity that comes along when, if they were just open and followed the, the true moment and uh, experience that they wanted to manifest, which was the retreat you know then yeah. theater is like hey i have this great idea for you step into it and yeah i think so many people miss their manifestations because of that kind of like lockdown tunnel vision um and not being open
0: exactly because we know we don't know but what really what's best for us all we can go for is what what we think we know but something you know that could be better and yeah. we, we don't know i mean i never knew i was going to get into you know holistic language coaching and then you know everything that's gone with it, thinking the time I was working, I had no idea that existed.
1: Yeah. Well, it's crazy because uh, my new book, Future Boards, hashtag Future Boards is really the same exact type thing. I mean, it was something that I was doing my boards back when you found me. It was the first thing I really ever did. I mean, that's kind of what started my blog and all of that was I was just putting up pictures of it. And then I was sharing stories of, of how it was coming to life and everyone was reaching out to me going, how are you doing that? Like I did a vision board and it never, that never happened. Like, what are you doing? That's different or whatever. And the crazy thing was, is I wrote hustle, believe, receive. And then like two and a half years went by and I just was really not feeling inspired. And during that whole time, everyone that was like reaching out to me was like, how do you make those boards? How do you make those boards? And what was I doing? I was like head in the sand. Like no one's going to want to read a book about you know, boards like that's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why bother? You know, and if I look back on it, it was 10 years of me really becoming the the expert in these that whole type of manifestation, having black and white proof, having documented proof, having documented clients proof for 10 years. And I was still like, no one was no one's gonna want to (laughs) hear. And (laughs) And then like and then one day I was like, shit, maybe I should write a book about that. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm telling you, and sometimes fear is so dense. <laughs> we, we, we don't,
0: we don't get it because we don't see what everybody else is getting through. Is it? It's just like, it's so, it's so part of us that we just don't understand why everybody wants it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think, you know, being open is such a massive thing. I, I did it with, um with working with women too. It was the exact same thing. You know, everyone's like, oh my God, your story resonates with women. Why don't you, you know, do things specifically for women? Why don't you have women's empowerment staff? And I was like, no, 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 no. Like everything I teach is for everybody. It's not just for women. And I, I had kind of been one of those women who grew up without, um, without really a women tribe. And and I grew up in the, in the time of women being catty and kind of itchy to oh. each other, and whatever, you know what I mean? And And I was, I was very adamant about, I'm not going to be pigeonholed as just like a woman speaker or whatever the case was. And it was the same exact thing. It was like, the universe kept hitting me over the head and hitting me over the head and everyone (laughs) kept asking and blah, blah, blah. And now if I look at it, 99.9% of my clients, um, literally everything I do with, without like intentionally, uh, you know, creating my business that way, but being open to allowing that is, is literally, I mean, that is my business and I'm so grateful that it is. And I've never felt so like accepted and loved as when wow. I finally wow. opened up to that, you know?
0: Wow. It's crazy. So amazing.
1: Sorry. Be- Sorry. I just realized my battery is low. <laughs> that would not be good. You know, real life. <laughs> How it's we live. do. <laughs> Great! <laughs> it would suck worse if the battery died halfway through.
0: <laughs> there we go. But, you know, I mean, obviously, I know your story because I've almost grown up with you. Really, you know, my life. Yeah, you have. Where my life started, it's it's really with you, and it's it's thanks to you that I'm really here where I am because you just changed
1: the, the whole way. I think really wow, completely. Thank you, Nikki. I mean, you as as you well know, because I'm, we've talked about it a lot, the work that we did was really, really impactful for me as well, because I was going through a lot of, you know, removing blocks that I carried with me my entire life, and uh, you're really the only exposure I ever had to rake in and even know what it was wow. uh, when we started working together, and I think it's, it's been really transformative for me, so I'm, I'm so grateful.
0: I'm just sat here with tears in my eyes because I just had this moment you know like you said when you when you, you get to your dream type of thing and I was just I was just going back to this moment in 2008 falling upon you and thinking oh my god who is this girl and then following it all the way through and then obviously being of you know your, your first coaching client and then <laughs> on your first boot camp then you know being in your book and then I'm sitting
1: here interviewing you and it's just like Oh my God, <laughs> I love full circle moments. Like they're my favorite thing ever, you know, because yeah. I love when moments come together and, and I think we always know when we have a connection or when someone has impacted our life in some way. Yeah. I definitely yeah. have, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I always pay attention to. I mean, there's, there's so many people who have impacted my life who may not even know that, that they did, but you know, I think I've always been so grateful. Um, for for your expertise and what you do because it it really made a change in me it's crazy you know it's something that i i went into having no idea like i said and and also probably pretty skeptical i'd say well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was like i don't know if this shit's gonna work <laughs> and whatever and, and then like as i feel my body like you know moving yeah forming to the energy i was like okay i will something- allow that's the word for the, of the day, allow. Allow,
0: <laughs> completely, that is it. You just be open and allowing it. And then, you know, the same thing, because I think what obviously went through in my mind is, okay, you know, it worked for you, future balls, but why would it work for me? Yeah. So, and until you actually start doing the steps and then you see it over long term and you, you start seeing when I go back and I think about how I thought, and even there's moments, I still go back to it now. I was okay, let's get back to, you know, what's going on with my thoughts. Let's change this, you know, the... The tennis match in your head, with the tennis balls going backwards and forwards all the time, and uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, I think am. it's it's one of those things. Like if you practice it, um, even even for as little as two weeks, you know. So yes, you might put some dreams out there, and almost always, whenever you put um, a big dream, a newly defined dream, I would say, or something that feels really kind of outrageous to you. Uh, there's going to be two things that happen. One is the first, when you allow yourself to think about it, you'll get really excited, right? You'll allow hope to come in, even even if it's like little increments in the beginning. And then right behind that, sometimes instantly, sometimes an hour later, it just kind of depends, you're going to get like the second wave, which is all the doubt, the fear, the bullshit, you know, voices in our head that tell us why we can't do it, blah, 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 blah. And so if you know that, as a pattern, you're gonna be way more alert to it and you're not going to digest all that bullshit that comes in on wave two, because you like, you understand that it's just a cycle and it's a pattern. And so that way when it comes in, you can emotionally detach yourself from it and say, hey, that, I don't have to take that shit. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't have to like you know, say, yeah, I'm no good, I can't make, no. You know, I don't receive that. I don't, I'm not going to accept that. And instead I'm going to tell you brain what's up. And this is what's up. I am going to do this. I am going to succeed. I am good enough, whatever. And that's kind of what you're talking about with the the tennis analogy um, that I talk about in hustle, believe, receive is like, if we just started being aware of what we were thinking and then sent it back, just like you do on a tennis court, you get out there and you send it back and you send it back and you send it back. And do you do it 100% of the time? No, (laughs) but you're trying, right? You're putting in the effort and that is all that it takes. And then the crazy thing is, is those doubts and those fears will start to recede on their own if, if you keep it up, right? So if you keep it up and if instead of taking it, you're now telling your brain an outcome you want instead, you're saying, no, I will succeed. I am, you know, uh, successful, I'm powerful, I'm good enough, I'm capable, whatever, uh then over time that belief actually changes and there comes a day where you wake up and you're like fuck yeah I'm powerful sorry I don't know if I'm (laughs) you know me me, there's no filter uh you know and it it just is one of those those things where all of a sudden you're like oh my god like I am that person that I used to to absolutely never never feel like I was and it's it's crazy. And it doesn't take that long. No. So for all those people up there who want instant gratification, that's how you get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I know your
0: story. Obviously I followed you through. So, you know, do you want to tell everybody else what your story is and how you got to where you are?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the, My kind of story as it relates to everything that we're talking about today started in 2008. So, you know, about probably the time that you you found me um, when I had kind of my what I call earthquake moment or rock bottom moment. And it's when my life imploded, um, bomb dropped on my life when my husband, uh, when I found out that my husband um, in high school, sweetheart, had been cheating on me. And at that point, we had three kids that were really small. Our twins were uh, just over a year, and, and our son was five and a half. And, and not only well, you know was I dealing with that as, as a stay-at-home mom of three little kids, but we had just lost our house in foreclosures. It was well, until now, it was the worst, worst uh, economic crisis you know of my lifetime. And so it was just the perfect shitstorm. Like everything that could go wrong just blew up on that day. So it was, it ricocheted so much deeper kind of than even my relationship with him, you know? Um, it meant that every plan I'd ever had, every dream I'd ever had for my life, <laughs> what I thought I was building, just all of it was wiped away in like 10 minutes. Um, and it was such a dramatic kind of ending. I basically like read a text message him out of the shower said get the fuck out, don't come back. And we filed for divorce a week later. I mean it was like, you know, from being together since we were 16 years old, we've been together exactly half our life at that point. Um, so it was traumatic, you know, to say the least, but I think out of out of that, it gave me Rock Bottom gives you a lot of freedom in a lot of ways, right? Like you totally lose your pride. (laughs) You have um, no one left to impress. I mean, it just is what it is. It's like, yep, a bomb dropped up in my life. Now what? You know, <laughs> um, and and I think for me, it gave me a, a the ability to kind of dream, and I almost had to as a as a survival mechanism. You know, I had to to imagine a better life, a different life. Because number one, it's something I never thought about. So just from a tactical perspective, I, I had to figure out what I was doing, you know? And to do that, I, I think right away I realized, like, if I have to start all over again, if I have to create something from total scratch, then why don't I make a life that I actually want? You know what I mean? Like, why don't oh, I not so just powerful. figure out how to survive? But like, shit, if there's no one in my life now to tell me I can't do something or, whatever my kids were really young at that point so I was like I can create anything I want <laughs> you know and it became really kind of empowering in a way and I think you know as I look back on it now and as I coach people uh, to do the same is like the thing that worked so well that I had no idea um was the fact that I was transferring as much energy even throughout the day into this fantasy life that I was creating in my head uh-huh rather than focusing on what was going on in my real life and I know that might seem crazy but that is the trick you guys like there's your life coaching $500 an hour (laughs) tip if you can do that you just you just hired yourself a great life coach you know and so that became kind of the catalyst for everything and I had no idea I never read a self-help book I didn't know anything about anything I just knew that kind of daydreaming about a better life made me feel good and thinking about what was going on in my daily life was so dark and so depressing it would have pulled me under like I would not have been able to function as a human being you know what I'm saying and so um now I know that that's like the power of that because of course whatever you focus on I know this now (laughs) whatever you focus on is what you get um and whatever you focus on grows fast and quickly and manifest quickly. And so just by doing that and creating kind of those visuals and excitement in my head and hope in my head and possibility in my head, then I at some point transferred that into searching for pictures that kind of matched that. So I could be reminded of it, um, all day, uh, when I finally got a job and, and started getting back on my feet and kind of that whole combination brought, what I call my first future board to life in like 18 months. So, you know, I went from my blackest time where I had oh. to sell everything I owned just to get rent was on food stamps, um, was not making ends meet by any stretch of the imagination to a year and a half later, living a crazy alternate universe life. Like, Incredible. you know, i beach each Hawaii with my son in Times Square, you know, on the company Amex card for my new job. And just like, just moments that I was like, did I just wake up in someone else's life? It was crazy. You know, it was so dramatic. Um, but it all, I realized even on that very first manifestation, I was like, Oh my God, I did this. Like I created this. I don't know how I did yes. it.
0: Yeah. But I knew for a
1: fact it wasn't random. That was, thank God that that realization came out because that was the first thing, you know, the very first manifestation was kind of so black and white. It was, a, um, I'd put a picture of Times square on my board way back in the beginning, you know, when I had absolutely nothing. And the first time I had to go to New York city for a a business trip was that moment where I was like, wait a second, I know this is a business trip. So this seems like just real life, which is how manifesting usually shows up. Yeah. And I was like, and everyone else is like, eh, whatever. It's a work trip. They suck blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit, I manifested this. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. Cause I knew it wasn't random. I didn't have that job when I put that picture up there. I didn't have a job when I put that picture up there. So that was when I was like, I don't know how I did this, but I'm going to figure this shit out. And you know. then I'm going to tell people about it. Cause this is crazy.
0: <laughs> it's, it's that moment. I just remember, you know, when I did my, my first retreat, you know, back in December, I think it was at the end of it, I stood there and I cried because I thought of you and I thought the journey I've been on, I've got, I still get tears now thinking about it. And I was just thinking, Oh my God, this is a moment I've been dreaming for, for so long. And here
1: I am. And I was just like, Oh, and then like, and the thing that makes those moments a thousand times better and deeper and more connected is the fact that we visualize them for so long is the fact that like on the days that were really hard, on the days that we were disappointed, on the days we wanted to give up on, you know, on on all of those obstacles that came in our way, every door that slammed in our face, every person who made fun of us, like literally all of that kind of flashes before your eyes in slow motion. Yeah. And it allows you to feel it on the deepest possible level. I mean, it really, people talk about being present. It is There is nothing more present. It's almost like it's something I can't I still have not ever been able to fully put into words no. but it's it's a combination of an out-of-body experience I would yeah. say yeah and, and a deeply in body experience yeah it,
0: it's time. like you know you've, you've been taken out and put in this bit you've always dreamed it like this dream and it's like the dream becomes a reality and then you don't actually know anymore which is which because
1: it's yeah so, yeah. It's, it's yeah it's very deja vu-ish it's very deja vu-ish but super raw and emotional yeah. and beautiful. It's it's yeah. literally what you dream of living your dream would feel like.
0: Yeah. But even times better. 10,
1: times 10. Yeah. yeah. And so like I always tell people like I've never done drugs, but from what people talk about drugs, I, I know this is a better high. Like this oh, is, a, oh, oh, is yeah. like and it's a high you crave. It feels so good. You're like, oh my God, this is the best feeling ever. And it really does help me, you know and it helps you to to keep perspective when it can get a little mundane right because of course as everything the first time you realize your dream it feels like that the second time it feels a little less like that cuz that's life right we get a, li- a little bit more numb to things and and whatever but because it has been such a a visual that and a visual practice that i've had from the time i have the thought or the inception of the dream to the time i realize it it's what allows me To make every time I walk out on stage, every time I get on a virtual, you know, call, every time I'm doing any activity that is something I used to dream about, it's what helps me snap in and be present in every single one of those. So every time I feel like, oh my God, how am I, how am I this lucky? Like, how, how is this real life right now? You know what I mean? And I know how it is. I worked my ass off to get here, but, (laughs) um, but I want to always feel like that. You know what I mean? And if, if I'm not, then it's probably time to pivot. <laughs> so what, what's been your biggest
0: bit? aha moment up to now then?
1: Oh my God, I've had <laughs> so many. Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's a constant, constant growth um, thing for me. I think two of the biggest lessons that I've learned in the last couple years, I would say, are really kind of what we started talking about um, in the beginning of being more open. Um, and allowing how things are supposed to manifest to show yeah. up. And I also think a couple of years ago is when I really put two and two together and realized that manifesting happens kind of two ways. Um, in all the documentation, which I have been documenting from day one, started on my blog, started on YouTube. Um, I've discovered that manifesting happens in either the form of an opportunity, which is what ninety percent of the people yes. out there miss.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So,
1: I mean, easily 90% of people who are, had maybe even made classic vision boards have missed their uh, manifestation because it was an opportunity. It wasn't like just a Mercedes dropping off in your driveway, <laughs> you know, it was an opportunity. So that was, that was big. And then the other one was realizing that the other way it shows up is in the form of an idea. And when I realized that, it just broke everything free for me. That's kind of what allowed me to be more open Um, because, you know, then I'm much uh, heightened awareness for ideas. Right. And, and I'm uh, more prone to flush them out. You know, not every idea is going to be a great idea, obviously, but, I pay attention to them. So if I'm having yeah. one when I'm out on a walk or whatever, I'll come home and I'll be, and I'll write it out and I'll think about it some more. And I'll be like, Ooh, what about this? What about that? And then yeah. most of the time, I mean, just like the book future boards, that's exactly how it came out. I was like, Oh, maybe I should do that. You know? So I think a lot of people miss their manifestations because they're not looking for them in either of those ways.
0: Exactly. and, like, and they, you know, they, they, the, yeah, I mean, it's this channel vision that people, other people think, I only had this one idea. I have to get here. I have to drive in. You know, it's like the old 1980s thing, get the goal and do it. That's the only thing. But, yeah. is, you know, it's a river, it meanders, it changes. And the, we don't know how it's actually going to look. All we know is, is a feeling and what it's going to look like and, and how we're going to feel when we get there. It's, it's a complete picture. And then, yeah, with, with the ideas popping in their head, oh, no, no, I can't do that. No, no, I have to say this one thing. But no, yeah. all of those ideas, if they're coming in, they're coming in for a reason. Yep,
1: exactly. And you take as you can, pay attention. Right yeah. Yeah, pay attention, flush them out. Um, don't talk about it to other people first. Like, flush them out first. Like, get your own concrete idea. Um, I would say that that's a big thing. Most people will have an idea and they'll instantly call a best friend or they'll instantly call someone. And nine times out of ten, that person's going to be like, you know, and ask you a bunch of questions that of course you haven't thought about yet and don't have the answers to because you haven't flushed it out. And that's the end of it. And it goes away. So don't do that. Like protect it, marinate on it. Think about it. Write it out. Write it out. Get a piece of paper and a freaking pen and work it out. Get it out of your head work it out. Um, So many people don't do that. But if you do that, then all of a sudden you can kind of see it either come to life and you get really excited and start to sketch out a plan um, or you can be like, hmm, I'm gonna still think on that a little bit. But don't go running and telling everybody you know until it's becoming a burning desire in you. That doesn't mean like hide all your stuff, but it means like protect it until it's ready. You know what I'm saying? Protect it until you know you want it. So for me, if I'm putting out a dream, I use social media a lot of times to quote unquote, like declare my dreams. And I do it just for me. I don't give a shit who looks at it, who comments. That's absolutely not the point for me, but it's a way to hold myself accountable um, because I haven't ever really had a lot of pe- people in my life that, uh, that fulfill that kind of purpose for me. So it, it just works and it has since day one. Um, but I know that by the time I put it out there, I know for a fact it's gonna happen. I don't know how, I don't know when, but by then I want it. And all I know is that when I want something, I will find a way to get it. Most people don't allow themselves to want it. They don't. Yeah. yeah. They don't allow yeah. themselves to want it. And until you want it, shit ain't ever going to happen. This is such a big
0: thing as well. I think it's coming in that everybody's into this instant thing, instant gratification. And what they don't realize is, 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 is the hustle that you're putting in to get there is part of it. And mm-hmm. that's what really creates the whole structure and the journey to it, you can't just have it because, okay, you know, you said you get the Mercedes, but there could have been something so much better for you. So much well, better. Well, and
1: also, I think it's its our preparation, you know, like, <coughs> no matter what we think, we are not ready before we're ready. We're no. Just not, you know, like, I've said this many times, but if I look back at the first two books that I submitted that I was heartbroken because, of course, I got all denials, I would be mortified if someone actually had published that. It's shit. It's embarrassing. It's, like, cringeworthy. It's awful because I didn't know how to write, you know? I I wasn't a writer. It was fucking shit. Um, But it was rewriting those books five, six, seven times that taught me how to be a writer, that that got me to a place where – I had a document that a publisher would actually look at and say, hey, you have something there. Hey, you have a voice. I do not wake up with a voice. No, <laughs> I, had no. to, I had to cultivate it, I had to create it, I had to put in the hustle. And if people realize, like you said, that the hustle is living your dream. It, it is. is living your dream. It's, if yeah. my dream was to be a published author, which it was, then every day I spend writing, rewriting, editing, submitting, being turned down, doesn't matter, any, any iteration of the above, that is what a writer does. That is what an author does. That yeah. is living my dream. But everyone's like, I just want the candy on top. You don't get the candy on top <laughs> until you actually no way.
0: And it's, you know, it's, and each of those knocks, it's just kind of like the universe, like, no, a little bit more this way, no, a little bit more that way until you're getting on the way. And I remember how many times and I tried to set up retreats in the past and it just never got, you know, never got to, to the end. And then this one, I found the ideal person to do it with who she came to me, opportunity at work. You know, yeah. you know I have a, I have a place, I want you to work with me. And it's like, hello, <laughs> what is this yeah. And
1: then it all just snowballed and it's just absolute. But if you had been closed down to the idea that you had to do your own retreat, it had to be yeah. about whatever it was that you were, you know, passionate about at that time, you would have been like, oh, that sounds interesting, but it's not for me. Yeah, That's the 99% yeah. of people do. I mean, and I remember know? saying to you one
0: time, you know, if, okay, if I can't own my jeet, my, you know, French holiday home to do it, then, you know, the other way is doing it to other people's ones. I thought, well, that's even better because yep. that gives me independence.
1: Not only that, I mean, there's so many benefits uh, yeah. to it. You know, somebody else is is investing in it with you. You're not putting okay. so much out on the line. So I think if if people can be more open and receptive, then they, they can partner with other people. I think that's a great lesson that I've learned over the last couple of years As I've, you know, three years ago, I left my corporate job to do this full-time, which is a very scary move for me. I'm a single mom. I have three kids. I'm fully responsible for supporting them. Um, And I didn't know shit about being an entrepreneur. You know, I, I, my background was in corporate. I thought I was really good in corporate. I I went from inside sales, like calling in a closet to the vice president of sales um, in a pretty short period of time. So like I I could crush in that world, (laughs) but that's not the same thing at all as starting your own business and selling yourself versus yes. selling software. And it was, I would say like the first 18 months was oh, brutal. And I knew going in, you know, I, I, I wasn't totally naive. I knew, I mean, my goal that first year was like, if we can survive. And I knew I was going from a great income with benefits with all of that to nothing. And I thought, if my business can just allow us to survive so I don't have to like shut down my world for it, you know, we can just get through this year, then everything will be okay. Cause I know businesses fail in that first year. And so that was my initial goal and it did by the skin of its teeth. And then the more I persevered and the more I learned and the more I adapted, the more I pivoted and the more I relied on my, my mentors and met other friends who are entrepreneurs and had conversations with them and learned from them. Um, you know, now I just have my third year anniversary and even, even with COVID, even with what we're going on through, I would never consider not doing this. I'm so grateful that, oh. you know, and
0: I, I remember it. that moment when you gave up your, your day job and it's, it's it, literally, it literally felt like, you know, you just jumped off this cliff with your parachute, but you jumped, it's like,
1: Oh, oh my God, what's it's happening? What's yeah. That? And I've been really honest about it. I mean, I have YouTube yeah. videos on my channel. On days when it was, it was really scary where I was like, what have I done? You know, because I didn't start my business with a dollar of investment. I didn't start it with any savings at all. I didn't start it with (laughs) any knowledge (laughs) at all. I had just been building my platform for seven years and thought, okay, I can do this. (laughs) And also I'm never going to work for anybody else again. So I better figure out how to do
0: that. That's it. Once you've done it, you can't go back. Yep never. And that's the thing as well, you know, as you, as you said about, you know, being with other people who are also entrepreneurs and that your mentors and it's surrounding yourself. And if you surround yourself with naysayers, yep. It
1: just kills you completely. You have to, you have to find a like-minded crew, whether, whether they're all online or, you know, luckily if you can have somebody in person, that's even better. But for a lot of my journey, I didn't really have like-minded people in real life (laughs) I had them I had them online and that was enough that's what I needed I mean I've built some beautiful friendships um that have lasted years through that and so you know the universe will give you what you need when you need it as long as you are out there putting in your part of the effort you know and it's funny you're saying that because right at that boot camp that we're on
0: Natalie I really kept in contact with, you know, we've supported yeah. each other emotionally all the way through. We're still in contact now. And Cindy Cindy has become an absolute mentor for me. I mean, oh. She's, she's oh my goodness. I she's, love
1: that. And Tyne. And Tyne, you and guys. Tyne are as well, about.
0: yeah. She doing- Yeah. And it's just like to see it is all growing. And now yeah. Cindy's the one that I turn to if I have an idea, a dream. I read it by, by her and she just creates this whole thing. She's like, I can see where you need to work, you need to bring this She's got such oh, a good friend. so. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, for those of you who don't know, what Nikki's talking about is, while I was writing Hustle Believe Received in 2015, I'm a very proof person, as I've already mentioned a couple times here. And so my whole thing was, I know this works for me, I've kind of been coaching it here and there, but not as the method that I put in the book. Yeah. So in the book, I consider a recipe book. It's a a rinse and repeat method that you can Completely. plaster on anything you want. Whether you have no idea what you want for your life, you plaster it there. Or whether you want to run a marathon, you plaster it there. I mean, like literally it is the formula for achieving anything you want to Completely. achieve or, or identifying and creating it from scratch. Um, but I was like, i 'm not going to publish this book until i 've run some test cases who've actually followed this step by step, done this exact same homework mm-hmm. and given me feedback on what worked in the homework what didn't like help what so I had two groups I had thirty and thirty I ran this book through sixty people live and um, we did the boot camp we were part of the first boot camp and it was crazy the the family bond that, that group created and you know a lot of us met in new york when the book came out many of you are featured in the book like you were nikki um and that's when i was like okay you know in 30 days or whatever we had done that initial eight weeks or something um we watched everyone's life change completely like, okay we're on to something <laughs>
0: it was unbelievable watching everybody i mean the, the moment when natalie who was like djing that was her dream that she sold her deck her dj deck you know to, to do yes. this oh my god you know we were just like completely going for it and it's
1: and we're all still going yeah it's amazing also, to, back to the amazing to be, time yeah i love it so much it's been so such a fun journey that's when i knew i was like okay this yeah. works and the it cool does. thing is you guys were from all over the around the world like you're in france natalie's in south africa right um and yeah i was like okay this is yeah. cross borders was, yeah because team in
0: denmark and then cindy yeah, yeah team in, in denmark yeah america yeah east coast yeah.
1: <gasps> yeah it works man it works i'm telling you and then you add that with a little bit of reiki energy to get the conscious yeah. blocks and good to go yeah.
0: Good a good recipe. So I always have two questions I ask people in these conversations. One is, what are emotions for you? How do they fit into your business? And the other is, what's your big dream?
1: How does emotion fit into my business? Is that what mm. your, uh, oh my God, it really guides everything. So for me, my dreams always have to make me feel good. They have to be my escape. Does that make sense? And so back to, back to the way it was, you know, when my ex left, uh, that's how I use them. I use them as a mental escape, as my happy place, as a safe place or whatever. And so whenever I think about either something I want to do, something I want to accomplish, something I want to create or any piece of my future life, it has to be my sacred happy place, you know, and the more I think about it, the more butterflies I get, the more excited I get, the more driven I get. That doesn't mean that every single day I feel like that. So if I, if I try to engage that and, and pick a daydream and I'm having a really bad day my energy is totally off and I just want to have a pity party for myself, then I don't necessarily want to put that energy into my dream. You know what I mean? So if that piece of it feels off, then I'll back away and I'll say, I don't want to taint my dream with that energy, but I always know that I have so many dreams and this is why in future boards, I make people define what they want in five categories of their life. And so on any given day, maybe three of those categories aren't going to spark that juice in me. You know what I mean? But I know that I have enough to draw from that I can pull myself out of any funk by picking one that will. For instance, travel is one that will always get me there. So it kind of doesn't matter what I'm going through. If I spend 10 minutes on Pinterest dreaming about going to France, (laughs) I will feel better. It will pull me out. You know what I'm saying? So I think I, I do use emotion a lot. And then also I've trained myself through practice, through awareness, through, um, being present to notice when my energy is off and, and when I don't feel it. So if I don't feel it to me, that's my intuition telling me, Hey, don't go down that road. Don't do that. Don't do that. And literally every time I've gone against that, I've regretted it (laughs) It is not a good look. So I've learned over time to really trust my intuition and if my emotion and my kind of gut reaction is telling me that person's not right for you that opportunity is not right for you don't do it then I just trust it blindly and it has never let me down except for when I've backtalked and gone the other way
0: (laughs) so I mean for you your big dream now because you've created so many of them what's your next
1: My next one is to get this memoir out um, and to have it either become a series, a drama series, dramatic series, um, or a feature length film. Those are, yes. And of course, I want them to be award winning. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So either, either Emmy or Oscar for co-written screenplay would be nice.
0: (laughs) So who would play you? Uh, I, love Sandra
1: Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock for me. I don't know. I mean, we'd have to see, but I think she i think she kind of embodies a strong, you know, independent, fierce woman, but has a softer side. I think she does that really well, which is kind of how I see myself, I guess. <laughs> so are you writing that at the moment? Yes, I've been working on the memoir for a long time. Um, I actually just released my podcast uh, and yesterday or the day before it was the first time I ever told my backstory, ever. I've never talked about what happened before 2008. Um, and that's what I've been writing my memoir for 10 years. I've <laughs> rewritten it seven times. Um, hopefully this, this is the one that will hit. But it helped a lot to just, for the first time, ever even talk about it. It's not something I've talked about privately or publicly ever, ever. And so just doing that and getting it yeah. Yeah. and out there um, helped a lot to kind of break up that energy and just get it flowing. I mean, it has to be out there at some point, so.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's really like, you know, it's like the, the before and after, you know, obviously when, you know, you you hit rock bottom, that was completely your turning point. And I think, yeah, it's so good to, to go back to that moment before and to see like the build up to it and to release it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Block, we put the wall. Yeah, and I, you know, my my childhood was very different. And so, I think I've, I've, for a long time, I've kind of wanted to make sense of it first, you know? Like I wanted it to kind of all fit together, make sense, and then I could articulate it. And I've just realized, like, that's not the pretty package that we're all built in, you know? Sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense, but... So did, when,
0: when you were like 10, 11, 12, do you remember having any type of dream, what you would love to your adult life to oh be? Oh, yeah.
1: I've used, I've used the... Um, the tool that I talked about about daydreaming and kind of creating another world, um, since my very first earliest memories, which I think opening up and sharing this part made a lot of sense for a lot of people. Cause they're like, Oh my God. Okay. So this is, you know, you've used it in various ways throughout your life. And for me, I kind of just thought that's what people did. I didn't know, you know, right. um, but I, now I do know that a lot of people don't kind of naturally do that. Um, but yeah, you know, growing up in poverty, I, would always kind of create um, an alternate universe in my mind that I daydreamed about all day. So as I was cleaning or doing tasks or riding in the car or whatever, the whole time, I was living that life. And interestingly enough, what it was, because I didn't have much outside exposure at all, um, growing up because I grew up very very religious and very kind of remote. Um, but I was obsessed with um, a singer. And she was kind of my only outside influence in my life. And I just remember like imagining being her because I was the only reference I had to anything kind of outside of my life. And so I wanted to be a singer. I literally just wanted to be her. I just wanted to like wake up in her skin. Um, But the crazy thing was, is the the moments that I was imagining are the moments that I have every time I step out on stage as a keynote speaker.
0: That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: Every time. It's just a
0: different form. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's just a different medium, but it's the exact same thing I imagined and envisioned at seven years old. It's
0: so funny because, you know, with with me living in France, I think I told you this before, that when I was young, I was just obsessed, obviously, with living in France. And my room, when I looked back, it was a vision board. Everything was, you know, the posters, everything. Everything I could find about France, it was on the wall. I would listen to, to French radio. I was just obsessed with it. Yep. And then, when I actually moved to, to France in 2001, I remember standing on the balcony and hearing the church bells, which are not like the English oh. bells. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, this is it's, a moment. This I've is been, real I've, life.
1: It's oh, not my head. It's real life. <laughs> I've been dreaming this moment for all this long. Yeah. I'm actually living it. Yeah, it's and such then, an incredible thing. The, so the incredible. funny
0: thing is that, you know, I've always been obsessed with the, the south of France, with Provence, with lavender. I always imagine like rolling in these lavender fields and I don't know if you know, but I'm moving back to the UK Okay. in, in August, which was not in my plan at all, yeah. but it, the opportunity has come, I'm going. And the funny thing is about 40 minutes from where I'll be in uh, English lavender fields.
1: Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. So it still came with you. It came <gasps> with you. Yes. I love it. And I think, I think that's an important thing that you just brought up too, is that Our dreams sometimes are for a season in our life. You know what I mean? A lot of people get very, again, very tunnel vision, very attached to just one outcome. And so they can't pivot when they need to, and they can't grow the dream and they can't see the next version of of the dream because all they ever were focused on was this version. And so that's one of the reasons why um, in both my books, but in, in future boards, I'm I put the homework in there and I say, do the homework every single year. And I do it myself and people who follow me on social media, watch me do it on January 1st every year. And I don't just do that for social media. I do that because like, that's how I know what I want. <laughs> like, that's how I'm defining the next, the next version. So every single year I'm trying to come at it from scratch as much as I possibly can. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of dreams that I'm actively working on. Um, but if I can kind of come at it from scratch, then the ones that really matter to me are there. Obviously, they show up immediately and then I'm trying to push them and say what's the next level version because I've already identified this version it's been around me for a year it's been on my board for a year I've been thinking about it for a year so even if it seemed insane when I put that picture on a year ago after it being in my space after thinking about it it doesn't anymore. And that's just the beautiful natural progression yes. of this yeah. work is that it will naturally become you um, by doing this. And so, if I only stopped there, if I let that be the that end means. of it, then I'm going to absolutely hit plateaus that are going to be devastating, truly. Yeah. And they can really be an emotional roller coaster. They can send you sideways. They can send you into depression, like a lot of shit. Yeah. That you know. And so, every year, I'm like, Okay, what's the next version of that? What's the next version? So I'm always thinking five years out. Every year I'm thinking five years out. So that I never want to stop growing. I never want to stop reinventing myself, reinventing my life, reinventing my dreams. Um, because we change and we grow. I mean, this is it when it came in about me going to the UK. I, you know, I was so
0: against going back to the UK, it was just never in my thing ever. Then decide signs come up to the universe thinking, okay, somebody's telling me I've got to go now. I've got to jump. And then things are just coming in and just know that, it, you know, and people say, what are you going to do? I don't know. I know yeah. it's going to work out. I know this is my next step.
1: A hundred percent. And whenever I have taken action based on that, you know, you just, it's kind of like a combination of peace. And, and just listening to your intuition, yeah. you know, like we don't have to know all the answers. You no, don't have no. to whatever, but when the opportunity comes like it did and you recognize it for what it is and you take action on it, here's the thing. You have no idea who you're going to meet no. a year from now in the UK that you would have never met here. You have no idea what opportunities. Exactly. And I always think of it as like, the universe can see my five-year plan yes. from a yes. little happy place. Absolutely. Right? And it's like, listen, bitch, I have this figured out. So, so yeah. these are all the dots that will connect to get you everything you want. And so when we act on faith, when those opportunities and ideas come, then we're acting in the plan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, then, we're, then we're following that guidance, that nudge, that push, that whatever. And when we don't, we're just making shit so much harder for ourselves. Like that's going upstream. I, I see it like on the, on a the radar, you know,
0: you can see all the airplanes, but you can't. You can only see what's on your, your little screen, and then to need to change. No, I can't. There's no problem. Change the direction. You don't know that the plane's coming in or
1: what's coming there. Yep, exactly. Um, I think yeah. that comes back to what we've been talking about: being open. Yeah, being open. So we're yeah. almost at the end of.
0: So can you tell everybody how to find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find way more than you ever wanted to know about me <laughs> at Um There's links to everything from my social to my podcast, my books, my workshops. Right now I'm doing a virtual masterclass, which I've never done before and I'm only offering it during COVID house lockdown. Um, which is kind of a little bit like the boot camp that we had done, but this is just a four day and it 's on the new book. Um, so if anyone is dealing with blocks to manifesting money blocks, worthiness blocks, we really dig into that and it 's a very small group live coaching it 's four days together for uh, only ten people, so it 's wow really personal it's, and it 's just something that I wanted to do to give people um something to not only work on that was positive but to build a little connection um while we're in lockdown not something i'll be able to do after this but so yeah that's what's going on and you can find all that stuff there or instagram i'm on instagram more than anything else so
0: absolutely brilliant it's been such a pleasure talking to you
1: yes girl thank you so much for having me on and i love what you're doing and guys if uh if you want a free reiki session nikki just did one for me on my podcast uh we do a live 10 minute reiki session halfway through it's pretty cool um i've listened to it twice again and felt it too so um go check it out
0: fantastic thank you so much sarah yes
1: thanks nikki